You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. And the Braves, once again, are in the win column, making seven in a row for Atlanta, really hitting its stride at the best time of year possible. And, of course, winning games they should be winning are the Braves against teams that they should be winning and sweeping, for that matter. That's exactly what happened out in Oakland on Wednesday afternoon. We're going to tell you all about it. We'll update you on what the Mets were busy doing against a team that they should be beating Spoiler alert, they won not once but twice, sweeping a doubleheader. So the National League East standings are still tight, but we don't have that tie on our hands anymore. But a lot to talk about as far as the performances in this game. And, of course, getting you ready for what's going to be a very big series for the Braves as they roll into Seattle after an off day on Thursday. We'll get to all of it, but before we do, I want to remind you to subscribe to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Hit that bell so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Jake, I feel like this is one of those outings for Spencer Strider that did not look like it was going to be one of his best, but considering what he was able to do on this afternoon, I'm as impressed with what he did against the Oakland A's as I was perhaps with that 16 strikeout performance last time out, just from an overcoming adversity standpoint. It is. It was a huge performance by him. Like you said, a 36 pitch first inning to be able to overcome that, give up a couple of runs. And to not only get through five innings, but to get through six innings in the way that he did it, just dominating fashion, being able to adjust. And look, we saw Kyle Wright the night before clearly struggling with command and it looked like maybe he had it at times, but just couldn't put it all together and couldn't battle to get through five or six innings. And not discrediting Kyle Wright, who's been able to do that this year, but for Spencer Strider, you know, rookie, you know, first season as a starter to be able to do that and to adjust so quickly to, not only be effective and go deep in the game, but to be dominant in the game and to keep the Braves right there to not let that first inning get out of hand and then give up nothing else and allow the Braves offense to go to work and come back in this game. It truly is remarkable what he was able to do. Yeah, it really was. He just hit on a lot of what made it such a special start for him. You might be thinking, well, this is hyperbole. This guy struck out 16 batters his last time out. How could he possibly one up that? Well, I think that he did. Let's talk about game number 137 for the Braves. A victory over the Oakland Athletics by a 7-3 final score. As they sweep away the Athletics. They've won 11 games in a row head-to-head with Oakland. And as I mentioned, the Braves are on a seven-game win streak right now. Atlanta's now 86-51. and That's 35 games over 500. Seven runs, 10 hits, no errors. Six men left on base for the Braves. The Athletics now 15-87. Three runs, just three hits, no errors. Four men left aboard for them. Spencer Strider was the winner, 10-4 and four on the season. Ken Waldachuk takes a loss for the Oakland Athletics. He didn't pitch altogether that poorly in this game, but Spencer Strider was kind of hitting his stride, any and all pun intended, as he went along. Meanwhile, Waldachuk, he really had the Braves where he wanted them early, but Atlanta started to figure him out second, third time through the order. Waldachuk, that's his first decision as a big league pitcher. He's 0-1. No save in a game that lasted three hours and six minutes. Crowd of 5,332 were on hand to see it. And as we've talked about Spencer Strider and what this start was, it was six innings of two-hit ball with nine strikeouts. And at face value, Jake, if I told you that's what Spencer Strider is going to do as he took the mound in this start, you'd say, okay, sounds like a good old-fashioned Spencer Strider start that we've come to expect from the young, hard-throwing strikeout machine. 
This, though, that 36-pitch first inning you mentioned, I mean, think about how close he was to being pulled from that game because he had walked three batters in an inning that just seemed like was not going to end for him. And when the first inning did end, there was reason to wonder, is Spencer Strider still going to be on the mound for the Braves? It was. Yeah, Jackson Stevens up in that first inning. And thankfully, Spencer Strider able to escape that inning, got a strikeout, and then retired 15 batters in a row, including that one, to end the first inning. So it really was just a complete turnaround from him. And again, just unusual to see. Again, you know, struggling with the command in the first inning, three walks. He's been really good about limiting those walks. So, I mean, to make an in-game adjustment like that for a kid this young to be able to do that, clearly something was not right with him in that first inning, whether it was where he was landing on the mound, whether it was just his release point, something clearly was off. You just don't see him struggle that much, you know, walking that many batters the way that he's pitched lately. So to be able to make that mid-game adjustment is just truly remarkable and shows how how intelligent, how good of a, a pitcher that he is. Again, retired 15 in a row, retired 16 in the last 17 that he faced. 183 strikeouts on the year now, incredible. And 103 pitches, again, 36 of them in the first inning. 46 swings, 19 swings and misses, 18 called strikes. So, I mean, just I can't say enough about you know how much he went through that adversity, bounced back. It was not just good, but was this typical yeah. dominant self. Yeah, I'd say razor sharp, you know, from the second inning on. He retired 14 in a row beginning with the second. Obviously, he got out of the first inning as well. That third out was pretty important, so I don't want to take anything away from him. And But then you look at what he was able to do, you know, as he got into that sixth inning. That was really, I think, as you pointed out earlier, kind of the difference maker. It was, is he going to be able to get through five, let alone, could he get through six innings? And he looked as strong in the sixth inning with a strikeout of Ramon Lariano to close things out. He was hitting 99 miles an hour in that final frame, 103 pitches, 36 of them in the first innings we've talked about, 67 to get through the next five frames, and 99-mile-an-hour heat in the final inning tells me Spencer Strider was feeling pretty good by the time this outing was done. Now, he got some help from the Braves' bullpen. He also got some help from the Braves' lineup. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Before we do, I want to remind you, Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves' postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can get a full look at their menu of coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of great stuff. I start my day with Coffee AM. I highly recommend over the course of this West Coast road trip, especially Jake, we're going to convert you to a full-time coffee AM drinker. If we have to have this many uh, late night recordings of the Braves postcast, but we'll do it because it's a great time of year and coffee AM helps us get it through. Uh, that's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use that coupon code locked on. You get 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Now, it wasn't just what Spencer Strider was able to do, but the Braves' bullpen coming in after him was able to keep the Oakland Athletics bats at bay. I thought that was great to see, but you knew that the offense was going to have to wake up. And how about that guy, Vaughn Grissom? <laughs> Not good. only a four-hit game, yeah, very good, four-hit game in the opener against the Oakland Athletics, nearly a five-hit contest, two more hits, including a game-tying two-run homer to get the Braves on the board and start to give Spencer Strider a little bit of that run support he was looking for after really averting disaster in the first inning and keeping the Braves in the game and earning his 10th win of the year. Two big swings in this game early on because, as you mentioned, the Braves weren't really doing much against Waldachuk, who had some really good numbers in the minor leagues and seems like a really good young pitcher. But they couldn't do anything against him those first four innings. And then Vaughn Grissom, after Travis Darno got hit by the pitch, capitalized mm -hmm. on a really good swing of all he took right center for the two-run homer to tie it up. 
And then Dansby Swanson, the next inning, a really good seven-pitch at bat and turned on 96 up and in and absolutely crushed it out to left field. Yeah, I mean, just an absolute, you know, no doubter to give the Braves the lead. I mean, that's what makes this offense so dangerous, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah, there's some swing and miss in there. There's some innings where, you know, it's just going to look bad. But they can they can flip a game so quickly because they can go deep one through nine in that order. And you saw that on Wednesday with what they were able to do, Von Grissom going deep to tie it up and then Dansby Swanson to take the lead. You know, I know it ended up kind of getting out of hand a little bit, but those were two big swings when it looked like the Braves offense was going to struggle to really get much going in this game. Yeah, the home run's a big part of the Braves' offense. No two ways about that. We've seen them come in bunches, and we've seen them come at some pretty opportune times the way that they did on Wednesday up in Oakland. It wasn't just the home run, though, for Vaughn Grissom. Two more hits for him that make six in the series. So just when you thought maybe he was kind of having to figure out something that all young hitters typically have to figure out once they get to the big leagues, not just having success, but how do you get through the adjustments that the league starts to make to you? I think Von Grissom is showing that he is more than capable of doing that. His all-fields approach really looked great in this series. And speaking of all-fields approaches, Michael Harris II. Two more hits for him, a 14-game hitting streak for Money Mike, and he just keeps on keeping on. Just the impressive rookies showing out for the Braves today, Spencer Strider on the mound, and the two troublemakers added again as the Braves score a 7-3 victory over the A's. It is. It's really fascinating to watch all these rookies, really, for the Braves, but Michael Harris and Spencer Strider in particular, who are likely going to finish, you know, 1A and 1B, in my opinion, in the NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, if there was ever a time to do a co-Rookie of the Year, I think it would be this one. But uh, just what they've been able to do is fantastic. And you talk about Von Grissom, you know, kind of having his mini slump struggle and having to adjust, you know, Michael Harris having to do the same. Uh, But I still can't get over that home run from Von Grissom just – you know, the swings that he had in this series, you know, and to be able to kind of adjust and get back to it, really great to see. And those guys have just been big for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, it's, I don't know where they would be without those three rookies. And coming into the year, you didn't know if the Braves were going to have any rookie contributors, yeah. and they've gotten three great ones. Yeah, I heard the farm system might have run dry and there wouldn't be any help on the way, but that has just simply not been the truth. And Dana Brown has managed to find himself quite a few young players to add to Atlanta's minor league system. And Three of them playing a pretty big role in the success here in 2022. Vaughn Grissom, Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, all of them helping the Braves out to win in this game. Of course, Grissom tied the game with a two-run homer. Dansby Swanson put him ahead. The Braves scored four runs in the seventh inning to put it away. Robbie Grossman with a two-run double in that four-run frame. Then the Braves' bullpen did its job as you had Colin McHugh come on, strike out the side in a scoreless seventh. Tyler Matz, a couple of strikeouts, did allow a solo home run. And then Rice Iglesias, two strikeouts in a scoreless ninth inning as the Braves finished off this sweep of the quick two-game set against the A's. Seven wins in a row for Atlanta, 11 head-to-head against Oakland. And oh, by the way, you better pile up all the wins that you can because the Seattle Mariners club the Braves are about to see, and we'll talk about that in a moment, that's going to be quite a challenge. Meanwhile, Jake, the New York Mets were winning on Wednesday, not once but twice as they picked up a doubleheader sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they didn't win all the way across the board because Max Scherzer landed back on the injured list. So there's a lot of intrigue right now as the Mets move back ahead of the Braves with a half-game lead heading into the action of Thursday. And Starling Marte had a fractured finger as well, so they're yeah. starting to get a little banged up. But uh, look, you can't ask for more from the you know the Nationals and the Pirates. The Braves have certainly gotten some unexpected help, and they're going to need some more because the Braves' schedule is going to get a little bit tougher, as we know, and the Mets' schedule really throughout all of September 
fairly easy. So Braves will take all the help that they can get, uh, but certainly with Bassett and DeGrom going on Wednesday, the Mets able to take care of, of business against the Pirates. Yep, that they did. The Braves, though, took care of their business against the Oakland Athletics, and that, of course, is the name of the game. And Matt Olson, I love the way he put it after the win in the opener. we got to keep our blinders on, handle our games, and see where we are uh, come October. So we'll see where the Braves are. And, of course, the playoffs is probably a place that they're going to end up, the Mets are going to end up. Will they see each other in October? Well, we will find out. I want to let you know about the Mariner series in just a moment. Jake and I will go through that. Before we do, though, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Braves will roll into Seattle for a very rare visit uh, to that ballpark. And it was now T-Mobile Park for so long it was Safeco. And I've got to update all my vernacular for all these parks that we barely ever see in the American League. And I really better be up to it by the time the Braves go everywhere and see every team in 2023, but it's Friday after the off day that the Braves open up a three-game set with the Mariners. Robbie Ray on the mound for Seattle against Charlie Morton of the Braves. Should be a pretty intriguing pitching matchup, Jake. It should be, and hopefully, you know, Charlie Morton, another solid outing. You know, we've talked about the inconsistencies he's he has had. You know, really solid last outing, so want to see him come out, put that together. Again, I've talked about it. You know, the Braves rotation, you know, if it were lined up now, would be freed. Strider, and then I think it's between Morton and Wright for that third spot. So hopefully we see Charlie Morton become, you know, that top of the rotation guy more consistently. Going to be a, a really good pitching matchup, a really good test for the Braves going up against one of the hottest teams in baseball as the Mariners have been 14-6 and six over their last 20 games. They've been playing really well. Uh, so it's going to be a good test for the Braves, another tough matchup, but and they've been up for the challenge, you know, really since the beginning of June and, and be another – Good one for them and see how they stand up against some of the best the best teams in the AO. Yeah, you certainly will. I mean, this is not going to be the Oakland Athletics. This is a club in the Mariners that has come together at the right time. As you mentioned, they're playing great baseball. They got Julio Rodriguez exploded onto the scene, but it has been, I, I think, an overall team effort for Seattle as they seek to end a playoff drought that's going on two decades now. So they're more than excited about the possibility of playing some postseason baseball. Meanwhile, the Braves are trying to get back there and trying to do so by winning the National League East for the fifth consecutive year. And if they want to do that, they're going to need to go through the Mariners as the schedule for the New York Mets is not going to get too much more difficult until the Braves and Mets meet a little bit later this month. But that is a story for another time, and that brings us to the end of this edition of the Braves Postcast. Once again, the Braves picking up a 7-3 victory over the Oakland Athletics. We appreciate you joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We hope that you will subscribe here on YouTube, enable those alerts so you'll know when we drop a new episode, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, the Braves with a big win over the Oakland Athletics to complete a sweep and push their winning streak to seven games. They'll enjoy an off game or off day rather on Thursday and they'll be back in action on Friday night against the Seattle Mariners as the road trip continues. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We look forward to talking to you again soon. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, D.C. Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked on Yankees, Locked on Mariners, Locked on Mets, Locked on Angels, and you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 